0: Welcome to episode number 56 of the Jackson Hole Connection, brought to you by Buddy Pegs, a family adventure media company celebrating cycling. Please visit thejacksonholeconnection.com slash buddy to learn more. I'm Stephen Abrams, your host today. I believe if you desire a truly fulfilling life, both personally and professionally, then you must be willing to find a connection with people outside of your everyday circle of influence which is why I created the Jackson Hole Connection podcast. My guest today is Toby Bush, the only person I know who lives a nomadic lifestyle. Toby has the smallest living quarters of anyone I know, and he's not in jail. How does he do this? Well, we'll find out today. Toby will share with us how van life benefits his lifestyle, how he survives each day, and some of the interesting and funny things that have happened to him over the years as a van dweller. Toby's interview certainly exposes us, and me, to a lifestyle which I can safely say most of us have no idea exists.
1: Toby. Stefan.
0: Thank you for accepting my invitation to be on the podcast. It was nice to run into you at the store.
1: Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me on the podcast. Pretty fun.
0: You have been doing a little bit of traveling over the past few years. That is
1: true. Yeah, That is true.
0: And let's start off with what is your original connection to Jackson Hole?
1: Uh, So I was living in Pocatello, Idaho, uh, circa 1994. I had just graduated high school and uh, I applied at the Burger King there and they didn't hire me. And uh, it had been over 100 degrees, 10 straight days. And there was this ad in the paper that was like, Want cooler temperatures? Come to the beautiful Tetons, where the average high is in the (laughs) mid-80s. And uh, that was for the Grand Teton Lodge Company. And so I applied, got the job. That was working at Coulter Bay in 1994. And yeah, I ended up working at Coulter Bay for six summers. And then I started working at Signal Mountain in 2000. And I worked there for 14 summers and 11 years year-round. So I spent 20 years in Grand Teton National Park.
0: Fantastic. And cooler summers,
1: and much cooler summers. Yeah, uh, cooler winters as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it does get a little chilly up there, especially being year-round up at Signal Mountain.
1: Yeah, I mean it's winters. Winters in Jackson are long. Winters at in the park are really long.
0: <laughs> so let people have an understanding, a picture here of when you're living at Signal Mountain year-round. You are with how many people up there?
1: When I started, there was about ten of us. Okay. Uh, in the year-round crew, and now there's probably somewhere like in the mid 20s. All right. Um. But uh, yeah, it was it was a really small crew to start, and I would do reservations a couple days a week, and then I would shovel snow off the cabin roofs for three days a week, and help out in maintenance in the off season, and then uh, I had a regular summer job too. I was a night auditor, so.
0: Cool. And i bet it was nice quiet living up there when it, it wasn't summertime
1: yeah the, the summers of course were crazy mm-hmm. but um winters were great um it's just a great little tight-knit community and uh yeah winters up there were really fun
0: that's i love it and so now you have been would you call yourself nomadic
1: oh yeah, yeah. all right i'm i'm a nomadic all right um People would probably say a a van dweller or hashtag van life. You know, I'm a van lifer. But that's not that accurate because really I am a full-time camper is the best way to put it. I'm a full-time traveler. And then um, I just kind of pick up work as I needed and, yeah, full-time traveler.
0: And how many, when did you start this?
1: I started in May of 2016. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's been over three years now.
0: And I remember when you bought the van and you were uh, (laughs) retrofitting it to be your camper where you're going to live. You were so excited about it. Has it been everything that you had thought it would be?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been great, Um, uh, especially the lifestyle. You know, the, the van is very small. It's a very small van. And that's actually ended up being the best asset for me is because I'm really, I'm one of those people that I just end up, if I have a comfortable space inside, I end up just sitting on the couch and watching TV and watching movies and I don't end up doing very much. And having such a tiny space that there's nowhere really comfortable to hang out in it, I end up hanging out outside. I get outside, I go hiking. I I hike so much more now than I used to. So it's been this great way of like forcing me into the life that I want to be living, you know, which is outside mm-hmm. in nature, hiking. and How many
0: miles have you traveled since you started in 2016?
1: Um, Wow, that's, I have absolutely, a lot. I've traveled a lot. I've had, um, my parents live in Pensacola, Florida, so I've driven back and forth, you know, down there. They had some health issues, so I had to drive down there several times but I've also been overseas uh, a few times as well okay so I don't know if you were just talking van miles or if you were talking overall miles but uh, I've been to Southeast Asia twice uh, since I started so cool and you have a YouTube channel
0: and some social media channels where people follow you
1: yep I sure do Um, uh, Toby in transit so Toby I in transit because uh, I'm literally in a transit, a transit connect. <laughs> uh, the plug for Ford. Yeah, the plug for Ford. Um, yeah, so I uh, I have an Instagram to uh, Toby in Transit, but I don't post that much. Okay. <laughs> mostly YouTube, mostly YouTube. So. And
0: what are you posting on YouTube?
1: Um, you know, it's been kind of my van life videos, just kind of, you know, some advice videos, but also just travel videos and over the last couple months it's kind of redirected just straight towards towards you know traveling and camping and stuff cuz you know there's only so many things you really need to know about van life <laughs> i think it's, I've, I've covered it it's covered <laughs> like you don't really need to know any more than it's on my channel so uh yeah that's all covered so i've kind of i'm trying to move the channel more towards what i originally wanted it to be which was a kind of a travel vlog of you know, and showing cool places and, and whatnot. So that's always what I had the idea for the channel to be, it kind of morphed into a van channel just because those are the videos that got the views. So it kind of reinforced it. And so I started, you know, doing more like van centric videos, but I always wanted it to be more of a travel, travel log, So mm-hmm.
0: I bet the sunrises and sunsets and some of the places you've been have been spectacular.
1: There's been some pretty good ones. Yeah. I'm not gonna not gonna lie, there's been some pretty pretty darn good ones.
0: What's one of the more memorable ones that you recall?
1: Um, the Grand Canyon. Um, I camped on the north rim of the Grand Canyon and there's some sites on the north rim that you can disperse camp. You know, you're out actually outside of the park in some of them and some of you're inside the park, but you're camped on the canyon rim. Mm-hmm. So sunrise from the canyon rim is pretty cool.
0: Yes. <laughs> I've seen it from north and south and I've seen sunsets on both too and it's spectacular. And I've actually been down in the canyon too for those and if somebody has not experienced that, it is put it on the list yeah. for sure. It's a must do. Without yeah. a
1: doubt. Grand Canyon's amazing. Of course, Yosemite is amazing too. It's one of my favorite places in the world. I kind of grew up near there, so Okay. Yosemite is one of my special places it's crowded yeah I bet it is it's crowded these days <laughs> like it's hard to really it's hard to really understand how crowded it is unless you're unless you're there like even in i was there in november mm-hmm. i was there in november and all the camping in the valley was sold out really yeah <laughs> and there was just like all the parking lots for the trailheads were completely full and it's like wow
0: in november in november
1: i mean way off season yeah like there's it's not even you know fall is past there's no trees changing the waterfalls are a trickle Mm -hmm. or dry and uh yeah it's still shoulder to shoulder
0: (laughs) that's crazy so square footage of your van what is the square footage of your living space
1: so the main space is in the back it's um pretty much about six feet by five feet so i guess that would be 30 square feet huh yeah. And then it's about uh, five feet high, so I can't stand up in there or anything. It's pretty much just the way I describe my setup is it's like a rolling teardrop. Okay. So it's kind of like a teardrop trailer. You know, you, you sleep in it, and then you cook outside. I open up the back doors, and I cook out the back doors. I have mm-hmm. a little kitchen set up out the back doors. And, yeah, that's pretty much all it's for. It's for sleeping and cooking out the back doors, and then the rest of my life, I'm just out, out outside.
0: And... You share the uh, thirty square feet with a friend as well.
1: Right now, yes. yes. So I am dog sitting uh, my friend's dog for the uh, for the summer, uh, which I actually did last summer as well. So she had uh, she has a job where she has to travel for it some, and sometimes for months at a time. So I just uh, took Jacks took Jacks with me. So
0: that's awesome. <laughs> I bet you he likes some windshield time
1: uh he loves the the van life you know he gets to do we do a lot more hiking than he gets at home like Mm -hmm. we go we just did a backpack up in alaska basin and yeah he gets he gets out in the woods and out in the streams and chasing squirrels and all that stuff so he loves it i will say uh a 30 square foot space with a dog uh uh, is a little tight (laughs) Like okay, if yeah. I was going to have Jack's log term or if I uh-huh. was going to have a dog log term, I'd probably have to get a bigger van. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: and you were telling me when you got here that a mouse just recently got into your van. Yeah, he's in
1: there right now. All right. I have a mouse uh, in there right now. You would think Jack's would keep him out, but uh-huh. apparently not. So well, he's a dog, not a cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, He likes Maybe chasing get him. Maybe a cat then. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, mice are they're a nuisance. I bet. Because, you know, normally in a car you don't really have much that would attract a mouse. But mice are great at squeezing in. So they can squeeze into just about any car. Mm-hmm. It's just when you have attractants in there, they're going to be in there. And if you have a mouse in your car, it's not a big deal. You're not sleeping in there. But if you have a mouse in your van, it's like, you know, yeah, if you have a mouse in your house, it's like this big space. Uh, but if you have a mouse in your in your thirty square foot living space, and it's like <laughs> under your head, like chewing on something at three in the morning, that's pretty disturbing. Pretty disturbing. I've had a, I've had one sh- like I woke up to something licking my elbow, and then it shot off down my leg. Uh-oh. That happened one night. That was about a year ago. That was also, also, also disturbing. Yes, I bet it is. And Jax was not with you. Jax was not with me for that one. No. Okay, yeah. So you knew it wasn't Jax. Yeah, <laughs> no, it that. was it was a small tongue. <laughs> so
0: tell me about some of the different jobs that you have taken up as you as you've traveled to supplement your income.
1: Okay, yeah. Let's see. Um, I've done quite a few. Let's see. I did work at Amazon, <laughs> uh at Amazon fulfillment center in Phoenix. Which, if anybody's seen the YouTube channel, they have definitely know all about that. <laughs> I have fact, not seen that. Should I watch it? You probably should. In fact, uh, they used a clip of my video on John Oliver. I don't know if you ever watched John Oliver on HBO. Uh-uh. Um, he used to be on The Daily Show, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, they did a, an episode on warehouses and Amazon, and they used a clip from my video. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. Hopefully you got some creds on that. Yeah, yeah cool. I got some creds and a little little bit of money, so that was nice. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, all my friends were freaking out because they were just watching television, and all of a sudden I'm on TV. Uh-huh. That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so Amazon, um, not my favorite job. <laughs> uh Let's see. I worked at the Stanford Sierra Camp, which is a conference center um, in the spring and the fall. That's in the Tahoe area. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked at Signal Mountain Lodge. Uh, that was, I was trying to help my brother get back on his feet, and I got him a job there. And I, I also took one for, that was just for a couple months, the summer of 2017. Um, I worked last summer... Delivering beer here in Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, interesting. Uh, my 43-year-old back is uh, kind of wanting to move away from that sort of work. <laughs> yeah, moving
0: out all those cases is tough. Yeah, in and
1: I, I ended up throwing out my back like Eek. near the end of the season, at the end of August, and I was just like, "Okay, I guess <laughs> I guess it's time to be done with this." Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I worked at a ranch, uh, a guest ranch, this last winter uh, in Arizona. As a groundskeeper, so I've been prep cook, warehouse groundskeeper. Yeah, I've done a bunch of different things since I've been on the road. <laughs> Any type of um,
0: what is it? Um, transient or um, the farming where people move around and picking crops? Any anything like that? I haven't done that yet. No. no. Okay. Um, what are some other things that you want to do? Have you thought about like I uh, this is some because you have quite the flexibility.
1: Yeah, I mean I I've considered doing the beet harvest which uh-huh. is in the fall it's like the end of September until late October mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um and you can make pretty good money in a short amount of time, but it's a lot of hours. It's like you're working 12-hour shifts and but um I Honestly, I'm trying to move away from that. I want to get to a point where the where the YouTube channel is like my income source. Okay. And I'm still pretty far away from that. I do make money from it, but um, I'm definitely not making a living from it. So. Uh-huh.
0: And how do you make money off your YouTube channel? Um, like
1: you you know? can monetize it through ads, uh-huh. which is what I've done so far. There's other ways you can make money from YouTube, you can get affiliate links like through Amazon uh, where, you know, you link products and if people click on your link to Amazon, you get a a commission on whatever they buy from it. Right. Um, And you can also do Patreon but I don't do either one of those as of now. I just do I just do the AdSense, the ads. Okay.
0: Awesome. Congratulations. And how many followers do you have on your channel?
1: Uh, I think I'm somewhere around 3,600 right now. Okay. So 3600 uh subscribers and then like my biggest video I think has about 25,000 views.
0: Was that the one that was on the TV show?
1: No. No, that was a, a different one. It was the Van Life Fantasy versus Van Life Reality. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cuz you know, a lot of the YouTube and Instagram it definitely glorifies van life and people are looking for like a a realistic depiction of what it's like. And I would say van life is, people tend to think of it as one thing, but it's really not. It's kind of like saying rock music. Well, rock encompasses like heavy metal and, and punk rock and 50s rock. And it's kind of the same way with van life. It's, it's not just one thing. There's so many different ways to do it, which is why I, I generally say, yeah, that I, I'm not really, I don't really live in a van. I full-time camp.
0: That's interesting that you, how you describe it, that you don't live in a van, but you full-time can I'll be right back with Toby after this quick message from the show's sponsor. Do you know what a freedom machine is? How about remembering the enjoyment and confidence riding a bike gave you? When was the last time you rode your bike? Well, the fun folks over at Buddy Pegs Media can answer all of these questions. Well, maybe not the one about when the last time you rode your bike. Buddy Pegs is building children's confidence and connecting families in this digital age through books, podcasts, and learn to ride classes. The Buddy Pegs family are creating healthier lifestyles for families and helping children be more successful through the power of the bicycle. Check them out today at thejacksonholeconnection.com slash buddy. Now, how many people do you think are out here in, let's say, in the United States that are living the lifestyle that you live? Um, van life, you know, van life in general. Either living in the van or camping.
1: Um. Now, are we including RVers here, or...?
0: No, let's not include the RVers. Because there's...
1: And that's, there's also a difference between, like, retirement RVers and then full-time RVers who are essentially doing the same thing I'm doing, just mm-hmm. in an RV.
0: Because... Y- your your setup is way different than an RV. It is, and especially when you start getting into the, like the A class RVs, that's right. like probably more square footage than my house. Um, you know, I mean, it's more square footage than some apartments in New York City or some people's apartments yeah. here. Um, so I would say more qualifying in in the
1: van world that you're in. Okay, um, probably somewhere. I mean, who I. I I don't have a really good estimate. I would probably say somewhere in the hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands? I would say I, I would really? say there's at least 100,000 people okay. kind of doing it. Um,
0: you should work on that on your video to kind of get a gauge.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to know exactly how many people are doing it. But that would be my guess, somewhere upwards of 100,000.
0: Uh-huh. What was your drive to or lean into wanting to live a life like that
1: so after i left signal i had acquired uh after working there for so long i had acquired about a month off every fall and so i would take a month and i would travel you know to europe or i did yeah several trips and when i started working here in jackson i just didn't get that anymore i was down to Two weeks of paid vacation, but I couldn't take them consecutively because at the time there wasn't anybody else to do my job. So just not being able to travel at all bummed me out. So I just started thinking of ways that I could travel more. And my original idea was to just save money for like 12 years and move to Thailand. Mm -hmm. And you can get a retirement visa when you're 50. I figured I can retire when I'm 50. Save up, you know, all this money and just retire to Thailand when I'm 50 and that's good. And then I'll, you know, get travel for the rest of my life. Um, but it just became obvious pretty soon that it, that wasn't going to work. So then I had decided I was going to live half the year in Jackson working and half the year in Thailand during the winters. And I decided, you know, what am I going to do in Jackson for housing during the summers well, maybe I could live in a van. I started looking into the idea of living in a van and eventually I just cut out the whole Thailand part. Um, So yeah, I mean, I really just did it because I really wanted to travel more. And then like, it's a really important part of my life. Food is a really important part of my life. And um, I just wanted to get out in the world, you know? I just wanted to get out there. So yeah, that was kind of the, the impetus, I guess.
0: Good for you. I mean, we can say that during that time where you were, I'm not going to say stuck, but you didn't have the flexibility to travel, we were working together. You, yeah, because you exactly. I, I was working for you. And then I remember you saying to me, hey, what about me living in the warehouse? Because it would be great <laughs> for me to transition into this idea that I have of living a more simple life. And it's like, okay, if you really want to live down there, and you did.
1: Yeah, and that was that was before the van even entered the picture. That was before the thought of van life entered the picture. I was still on the Thailand idea and I thought this is a way that I can help save more money. Um as it turned out, I really didn't save that much more money living in the warehouse. I just had a freer lifestyle <laughs> because I had saved about 1000 a month paying rent. I but I was living on like two hundred and fifty dollars a month or something a two hundred dollars a month like for all other expenses other than rent pretty much like I was I was really and that's what I was doing to save my money and when I moved into the warehouse it was it kind of freed up to still have a life and save a thousand dollars a month <laughs> that's awesome what do you think that you live off of months nowadays it really kind of varies greatly um when I tracked it, I think I was living off of about $800 a month. Okay. Um, I'm probably closer to $1,000 a month mm-hmm. normally.
0: And um, what percentage of that is fuel cost to get on the road?
1: Um, fuel is probably ends up being about, as I remember, about $200 a month. Okay. $200 a month. So a pretty substantial chunk of... A pretty, pretty substantial chunk. Yeah. But, you know, when I was paying... When I had a normal life and you pay utilities... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you pay utilities, which I don't pay any utilities. So mm-hmm. it's like gas is just kind of re- replaced utilities and, um, you know, you still have to drive your car. So all said and done between when I lived, you know, in town between living in um, between living in my place and paying utilities and driving my car around is about the same as just driving my car now. So. OK.
0: And with getting mail, people contacting you. Today's technology certainly makes it easy, but there's some things that you need a mailing address for.
1: How do you arrange that? Uh, mail, the whole mail thing is a little dirty. It's uh-huh. a little, like a, there's <laughs> not a clean answer. Like I have my parents' address, so uh-huh. I have some things sent there. I have some things for that. Um, when I'm working a seasonal job, oftentimes it has housing and I can get my mail sent there. Um but I don't really get very much in the mail. Like, m- the main things I get in the mail are my, you know, W-2s at the end of the year, and I just have them send those to my parents' house. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, it's... My address situation is definitely a little convoluted. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, when... I mean, you still got to file taxes. Yeah. So, you use an address in Florida. I use my parents' address okay. to file taxes. Uh-huh. But um, my um i still have a wyoming driver's license so cool well you're here enough for that which is spectacular um and i have worked yeah i worked here the uh two summers before this one because i worked at signal uh, in 2017 and i worked um delivering beer beer last summer The throw your back out job yeah yeah (laughs) leo
0: doesn't want to hear that
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean it it was it was a fun job it paid well but uh 43. Yeah, my back does not want to do that time work type of work anymore.
0: Either it makes you really stronger or it breaks you. It does one of the It did both. It did both.
1: Mm-hmm. I definitely got stronger and it broke me.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, good. I you got you got it. You win. <laughs> you got it all. <laughs> so, tell me about some of the people that you've met during some of your travel.
1: Um, definitely met lots of people. Um I end up, you know, dispersed camping so i don't uh i don't run into that many people like i don't meet that many other van dwellers Mm -hmm. it's actually pretty rare that i meet meet somebody um i do go the last two years i went to the rtr which is a big van life not really van life isn't the right word it's a nomadic life gathering because there's rvs trailers vans people living in priuses what yeah there's people living in Priuses you went to so I've even considered that as a possibility after the after the transit dies is going to a Prius for a better gas mileage what is
0: well we're gonna get into that what's the (laughs) RTR what does that stand for it
1: stands for the rubber tramp rendezvous rubber rubber tramp so a rubber tramp is somebody who lives out of vehicle a leather tramp is somebody who lives on foot okay um, so the Rubber Tramp Rendezvous—it's a gathering done by this guy Bob Wells uh, in Arizona, and um, yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. It was really big this last year; like, I don't even know how many—like, upwards of five thousand people for sure.
0: <laughs> Whoa!
1: Out in the desert, yeah, it was—it was pretty crazy. It was—it's not like a—it's not like a big party venue. It's just kind of a gathering sort of thing, and it's usually like ten days long. And I was—I was working during it. But I uh, did manage to go there just for like uh, two days or something. Mm -hmm. And so, let's go back to this Prius thing. (laughs)
0: Uh, So, you're at 30 square feet now. I mean, a Prius, you have your driver's seat. I guess you could pull out, does it have a back seat? You you might get, what, 15 square feet? (laughs) Well, the thing
1: is, is that the square feet would actually be fairly similar Uh because you can put the seats forward. The problem is, is that it's much lower. Yeah. So... Um, you're a tall guy, toey so yeah, but again, but like I said, I don't actually spend any time in the van. I sleep in there and I cook out the back doors mm-hmm. and if it's raining, I try to go somewhere where it's not raining. Sure. And, um, you know, I do have a tarp I can set up too, but I've, I've never actually gotten around to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, one of the, I'm, yeah, I'm six foot, so I'm, <laughs> So uh, a Prius would be a a small vehicle, but it it wouldn't be that big of a lifestyle change for me. And it has various advantages in that you can leave the vehicle in standby mode and you can run the air conditioner or the AC, and then the engine just kicks on a couple minutes an hour to recharge the battery. So it's like a really efficient rolling generator. Oh, So Hmm. like... I just did a road trip to the south to visit Jax's mom, and me and Jax went and visited her, and then my parents in Pensacola, and it was horrific. Uh, I would recommend against doing eight day road trips uh, through the south in July. Um, yeah. And I knew that. I knew that. But it's
0: I. The reason the interstate <laughs> goes the other way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was. Uh, it was not the not not the best trip, but it was great once I got there. Uh but it was yeah, the eight days to get there was through Kansas and Oklahoma and Louisiana, yeah. It was hot.
0: <laughs> uh hot is the word, but it does not it's not the right word to describe it's how you feel.
1: It was humid, mm-hmm. disgusting. Okay, now you get uh, there. Insects, yeah. Like uh, I, I ended up with ticks. Oh boy! <laughs> I, I ended up with two ticks in my leg, plus nice. some on my clothes that I had to brush off. I, I got stung in the face by a bee. Mosquitoes. I think we ended up with a couple fleas, from from Jack's. Uh, I got bed bugs in the van. Um, this is all on this eight, this great <laughs> plan I have of an eight day road trip. Uh, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. We did a hike in Kansas at like seven thirty in the morning and I was just pouring buckets of sweat. Uh huh. <laughs> this is at like seven of the morning. I like,
0: bet. Yeah. It was, it was to where today at seven o'clock this morning, I think it might've been about 36 or 38 degrees.
1: This yeah. Morning. It was, it was pretty chilly. This yeah. Morning.
0: It was nice. I love it. Yeah. It feels great. <laughs>
1: That's more what I'm into.
0: So if somebody were to be interested in a lifestyle like yours, making a change, where would you recommend for them to begin some research?
1: Uh, I think YouTube is a great place to do it because there's a lot of people putting out videos. Uh And you can kind of compare and contrast, you know, because different people have different things that are important to them and different things, you know, that they talk about on their channel. So you can really get an idea by watching various YouTube channels of kind of the scope, what it's like, what are the problems? What are the inconveniences? What are the things that I'm blowing out of proportion that aren't a big deal at all? Like everybody's always worried about the bathroom before they actually live in a van. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's always worried. Well, what am I going to do about bathrooms? It's not a big deal at all. You know, it's like, What do you do about the bathroom when you go on a road trip? Mm -hmm. Same thing. You just do the same thing pretty much. So, yeah, it's not uh, like people are always creating problems that don't really exist in their mind.
0: (laughs) I I would say that's with a lot of uh, situations in life. People are creating problems in their mind that don't exist. That don't exist.
1: Yeah. Uh, Animals, bears, like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, eaten by a bear. No, you're not.
0: You're in a hard-sided vehicle. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you're not. I mean,
0: keep bear spray for you bear spray. Yeah, yeah. Cool. don't be
1: an idiot. You're probably not. You'll probably be fine.
0: <laughs> and your YouTube channel is Toby in Transit. Yep. So it'd be YouTube.com/slash Toby in Transit. Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> do you have a Facebook page where people can follow you? Um,
1: I don't really have a Facebook. I just have a personal one, which I don't really sure. use for that. But okay. I do have an Instagram okay uh toby in transit as well
0: cool if i had instagram i would look it up right Mm -hmm. i don't have instagram i have facebook but
1: instagram uh people always go off about like what's the point of instagram Uh instagram is like facebook without all the political memes oh yay so that's why i like it that
0: that makes sense (laughs) i can see that and do you have an email address so if people wanted to email you questions or pictures that they could get in touch with
1: you? I do have an email address. It's linked in the description of all my videos, but it's Toby, the letter in transit. So not I-N, but just the letter in transit at gmail.com.
0: That will be in the show notes at gmail.com. Don't work at an Amazon fulfillment unless you really, really need to. I take it you did it during Christmas. I did season. it during Christmas season. Uh-huh. And
1: you know what? Honestly, it kind of saved my bacon. I didn't have any money, and I made good money doing it. So mm-hmm. I do have some appreciation for that part of it. It's just it was kind of soul-sucking. Yeah, that. You know the whole the whole reason that you move into a van is to avoid like soul sucking jobs, and then there I find myself in like the most soul sucking job. It was only for five weeks, yeah, but that was the soul sucking five weeks. I'll tell (laughs) you.
0: Well, there's there's so much of the population, a majority of it, that says, "Oh, look, I can get this on Amazon. Amazon's awesome. It's Prime. I get it in two days, or some places you get it that day, if not the next day." And there's a lot that goes into it. And there there's is. Um, some hard, hard-working people on the back end. And there's a reason why some of the prices are so cheap at Amazon. And it's because certain aspects have to give.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a confusing situation, though, because, you know, if you're saying, okay, I'm not going to shop from Amazon. I'm only going to go to, you know, other places. Where are you going exactly? Like, if you're going to Walmart or you're going to... You know, target. Are you really going somewhere where you know your money's going to a better place? Because I mean, at least Amazon has uh, like small craft sellers on it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mom and pop bookstores that sell through Amazon. There's right. all these other things that sell through Amazon. So it's like very convoluted. There's no clear cut good answers except for just trying to buy local as much as you can
0: yeah and, and i'm not here to bash amazon by any means because i'm a prime member and
1: um, yeah me too i still am yeah <laughs> i still have Prime.
0: Yeah. i still use it um you probably have more addresses in there for your prime deliveries than anybody
1: yeah <laughs> i do have mm-hmm. a lot of addresses yeah, yes, that you do. yeah yeah
0: Toby, this has been spectacular i appreciate you taking the time to sit down and, and visit with me and to reconnect. It's always wonderful to see you and hear about your travels, and I wish you all the safest journeys and travels in the future.
1: Well, thank you, Stefan. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was fun.
0: Yeah, well, have a great day. Yeah, you too. To learn more about Toby and his traveling lifestyle, visit my website, thejacksonholeconnection.com, episode number 56. I love hearing from my listeners and subscribers. So if you have feedback or suggestions, send me an email to connect at thejacksonholeconnection.com. Please help support other sponsors of the show, Buddy Pegs Media, by visiting their website, buddypegs.com. I could not create this podcast without the support of my wife, Laura, my editor, Michael Mori, my musical director, Luke Taylor, and my marketing guru, Tana Hoffman. I sure hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of The Jackson Hole Connection.